from the uh, studios of the Weiss Entertainment Network. Welcome to a special edition of Sunday Night of Sunday Night Learning. Um, tonight's uh, share will be dedicated Lizecha Nishmas Esther Tikar Bas Yishai. Um, after the share, will also be up on the podcast. That's uh, JewishPodcast.fm/slash um, Rabbi Elisha Weiss. Uh, or you could check me out on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, uh, any of those places. If you if you Google my name, um, the shiurim will come up, uh, plus 40 other shiurim on Novi and on Nightly Halacha and some Dafi only, but, no, but only a handful of that. Um, okay, I thought um, uh, during the week um, on the Nightly Halacha share, we've been talking about uh, halachas directly related to Hanukkah. So I thought tonight we'd uh, take a step back and try to understand the yontif that, that's coming up. The um, what's happened in our world is is Hanukkah has become a little bit commercialized. Um, it's become a little bit uh, about sufganiot. It's become about um, you know latkes and presents and and all and all and all of those and and all of those things. Um, and unfortunately, that's the reality of, of our times. Uh, but I think it is important that Hanukkah be put in its proper perspective, but not just from a halachic perspective, but certainly from a hashkafic, from a philosophic perspective, to understand and appreciate what Hanukkah is. Now, just one note of introduction is the Ramban in Parshas Vayechi. The Ramban in Parshas Vayechi calls the he says they are on the highest level of righteousness. He says if not for their heroic activities, Torah would have been lost for all of the of the Jewish people. So, so that's an, that's a very heavy statement. Um, that's in the context as he goes on to criticize, as he goes on to criticize the them usurping of the throne. Uh, only the first of the Hashmanayim, Shimon, did, never took on the title of Melech, and after that, that's when it led to all of their of their problems. But but in his introduction to his discussion of them on he says that they, they really were responsible for saving Judaism uh, as we know it. So that puts Hanukkah in a very, very different perspective than the Sukhaniot uh, Latka's presence world. That puts Hanukkah in in highlighting with people like Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, who saved who saved uh, Yiddishkeit for all times, like um, uh, people who have contributed indelibly, Rashi and and Rebbe writing down the Mishnayos and Rabbeinu Ravashi writing down the Gemara. That puts them on a certain plateau, and and, and we have to we have to no note that being on that plateau indicates the Cheshivas of Hanukkah. Now we know in the word Hanukkah we have the word chinuch. Hanukkah is about education. Hanukkah is about dedication. Dedication in a physical way, as the Beis Hamikdash is rededicated. Uh, we're going to soon talk about the Medrash, about the Mishkan, and and Chafei Kislev, but also dedication in terms of our commitment to Torah. And I think that's a very important message that has to resonate with Hanukkah. The um, Famous question that's asked about Hanukkah. So, every, so everyone knows that one of the miracles of Hanukkah was that that when they came when they came to the to the base of Migdash, they found one pure olive oil, one canister, one container that had the seal 
that had the seal of that had the seal of the of the Kohen Gadol on it, and and it was pure and it was untouched by the tumah that had been that the Greeks had brought into the base of Mikdash, and we know that it only had enough for one day, and miraculously that oil burnt for eight days. So and so there was one day that it was legitimate and seven days was a miracle. So the famous question asked by the Beis Yosef, which I'm gonna put up on the screen uh, in one second, is, is this question of why we celebrate eight days. Now, really, we should be celebrating seven days because the first day was not miraculous. And this is one of these questions in Jewish literature that has hundreds of answers. I think there is a, uh, if I'm not mistaken, there's a sefer called Ner Lamea, uh, where that gives a hundred answers to this question. So I want to focus in on a couple and suggest uh, on Mahalaf that I personally had uh, to this question uh, as we go forward. So let's let's look at source number one. Uh, everyone sees it on the screen, right? Yes. Okay. Good. This is the bit. This is the Beis Yosef um, in Hilchus Hanukkah, Simon Tuf Reishayim. It's in the Torah. Writes the, Be writes the Beis Yosef. Hatam shehutzuchu lahadli ches neiros meosopach. That they had to light eight candles from that jar. V'pnei shekol Yisrael hayu v'cheskaz temei mason. V'i yashar letakem shem and tar ad sheyover aleim zayin yomim. Miyom tumasam. Um, the the Beisose was just giving us a practical explanation why they couldn't just get fresh oil immediately. Um, and, and, and we had to rely on this miracle. And he says, because the Jewish people were in a status of Tumah, and it says, Yom Echa Leketisha Sazesim, it takes one day to crush the oils, V'tikonam Lahotzi Mehem Shem and Tar, and then to set it up and fix it and go through the process of producing oil. And the Ran says that practically the, the place where they made the oil was a, was a four-day travel and to come back and forth, they needed eight days. So, so the so the Beisose, quoting the Ran, and others says there's a practical reason why this pitcher needed to burn for eight days or needed to burn for only one day, and then they would have to have waited uh, uh, another week or so before they can get uh, the, the fresh oil. And it says practicality, the, the A, they were tame, and therefore and therefore that would take a week to, to fix, because yeah, you have to go get para duma, and you need to be sprinkled on the third and the seventh day, and then you become tar, and then you can make, uh, it's actually uh, today's daf talks about shemen, shemen tar and shemen tamea, uh, that that's be that's being produced now 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 it says uh the so it was a practical reason why it just needed to last eight days or or as the morale points out they really they really if it would have lasted one day that also would have been okay so the said asked so why talk do we have a yontav of eight days so the base Yosef says, okay, we understand. They didn't have oil to burn for eight days. So, but they had this one pitcher which had enough oil for one day. Okay, so the first day was not a miraculous event. Seven days following it was an absolutely miraculous event. 
So why do we, so we should be celebrating seven days of Hanukkah, which talk about the seven nights of Hanukkah, not the eight, eight nights. So the Beis Yosef himself gives a number of answers. Number one, he says, Yesh Lomar, Shechuk Shem and Shebuk Leches Chalakim. So the Beisiose says, and the, and the Maral goes to town on the sense, he does not like this at all. Um, the Beisiose says they divided the oil into eight parts. They realized that they needed a week. So they said, you know what? We're only going to pour, pour one eighth of the oil into the menorah tonight. And whatever happens, happens. And whatever burns, burns. And... And miraculously, they, the one-eighth of the oil, which only lasted uh, a couple of hours, burnt the whole night. So says the Beis Yosef, based on that idea, he says that that the miracle was eight days. Uh, the problem, Maral says, is that is that to set them, so they finally had an opportunity to do a mitzvah b'shle musa. They finally had an opportunity to do the mitzvah the right way. So Maral says, how could it be that they set themselves up that they weren't even going to at least one time do the mitzvah properly? So the Maral does not like that answer at all. The Od Yeshlomar, so the second answer, the Beis Yosef, is a little more palpable. Uh, he says that they filled the menorah with all the oil, and miraculously, when they woke up in the morning and they checked the menorah, it was still filled, meaning none of the oil burnt out. And then they did the same thing the second night, and the same thing the third night, and the same thing the fourth night. And each, each night was its own, was its own miracle. Uh, and therefore, even on the first night, the miracle was recognizable, and, and therefore it was an eight-day yantam. Uh, so, I'm sorry, the other answer was that the, the pitcher was filled. Uh, that's the story of my namesake, Elisha and the Novi, and this answer was that the menorah remained filled. Okay, those are the answers of the Beis Yosef. Now, the Arach HaShulchan, and Simon Tuff Reishayin goes, goes differently and gets more philosophic about these answers. So writes the Orach HaShulchan. Even though the miracle was only seven days. Because it, it should have only burnt one day. So the Arga Shulchan, echoing the Beis Yosef, it says Beis Yosef, says that only an eighth of it burnt each night. Oh, and then he goes to a completely different direction. This is where we want to start to get into this. So the Aruch so HaShogan gives a whole different answer and a whole different understanding of the, the question of the Beis Yosef. The Aruch HaShogan says that the eight days comes from the, because they decreed upon us that we cannot fulfill the mitzvah of, of Bris Mila. And, and since Bris Mila is on the eighth day, and therefore, they set up the Yontif to parallel the counting of childbirth. From, from childbirth to the bris is eight days. And, and because that was one of the key components of the Greek persecution, the inability to uh, allow circumcision, to allow bris milah, says the Arach HaShulchan, Hanukkah parallels that idea. Uh, and, and therefore, it's eight days. 
And the second thing he says was because they destroyed the base of Amigdash, not destroyed in the in the Tishabov sense, but they they made complete chaos of the base of Amigdash. They they made uh, they put idols in the base of Amigdash that completely defiled the base. So spiritually, they the Greeks destroyed the base of Amigdash, and now they rededicated. And we see uh, we see by Shlomo Hamelach. Um, it's the Haftorah on Shmini Atzeres. That when Shlomo Amela built the base of Migdash, it says they had a, a, a seven-day celebration, and then there was special kedusha on on the eighth day. So to parallel that that dedication of the base of Migdash, and to parallel what Shlomo Hamela did, um, as we see in the Haftorah on, on Sukkot, um, that, that we celebrate eight days. And then he goes on to explain uh, in in the, in, the, in the Medrash that. That in the time of the Mishkan, very interesting idea, and the time of the Mishkan, he um, the Mishkan was completed on the 25th of Kislev. This is a very interesting idea that, that often we see in Chazal. Uh, we see that sometimes with letters and different things. Now, because it was completed on the 25th day of of uh, Kislev, so really that's when the, the, the Hanukkah Samizbeah should have been should have happened. But what happened? It was delayed until Rosh Chodesh Nisan. So the Arach HaSholchan quotes the Madras that says, "Don't worry, um, there's going to be a time where where I'm going to make it up to you." That the month of Kislev, so to speak, was so to speak insulted. Again, again, we always have to take the lesson of these midrashim and not necessarily the the literal meaning of them. And, and Akash Baruch says that there's going to come a time where the month of Kislev and particularly the 25th of Kislev will be highlighted. Uh, and since it should have been highlighted in the time of the Mishkan, but we're going to highlight it in the future, and it's going to be internalized for all time as the 25th day, as a day that we that we celebrate. The dedication of the Mishkan. Okay, so that's some of the answers, the famous answers that are given. The Beis Yosef again, whether they divided the oil into eights, or whether it stayed in in, in the pitcher, or whether it stayed in the menorah, uh, whether it parallels Prismila or parallels the, the the dedication of Hanukkah. Those are just some of the famous answers. The one, just a, a side note, one of the answers I like is is that is that we. We celebrate the first day for victory of the war and then seven days for the menorah. Now, I think that's an important concept because that's the story of Purim. The Pusik says in the Megillah, that we don't celebrate the day of the war. We celebrate the next day because the day of the war, you're involved and you don't always recognize the the, the chesed that HaKadosh Baruch Hu does for us. But when it's the next day and you look back and you see what we've accomplished, that's when that's when you look back and, and, and you say to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, wow. And that's what they did with Purim. They didn't celebrate on the day that they fought off their enemies. They celebrated the next day. So the Anshe Knesset Zadola, that when they were Masaki and Hanukkah, wherever the Sanhedrin or wherever the Chachamim of the time were, that, that established Hanukkah, they understood this concept as well, that, that we look back on victory, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't celebrate it when we're in the heat of it. It's it's the chesed of Hashem that we see afterwards, and that and that and that requires celebration. So if one, the first day is the war, and then there's seven days of uh, of 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 the miracle of the oil. Okay, I wanted to suggest a whole a whole different approach uh, to this question, um, and it starts with a Gemara in Shabbos, which I'm going to put up right now. The Gemara says in Shabbos the following. Tanarabon. Mitzas Hanukkah ner Ishu Beso. Vahamahadrin ner Lecholecha Vecha. Vahamahadrin minamahadrin. 
ושם היו אומרים, יום ראשון מרדיק שמונה, מכאן ואילך פוקרס הוא הולך, וסילו אומרים, יום ראשון מרדיק אחס, מכאן ואילך מוסי והולך. famous famous גמרא, I, I would argue that this is probably the most famous machlokes בשמאי ובסילו, is how, what is the, so the Gemara tells us three levels of how do you like Hanukkah candles. Neri Shubeso basically means one, and Mahadrin means that we light one candle for every member of the household. So for example, I've never seen this thought, but make or a din, it should be okay. If you have six people in your house, you would light six candles every night, and that's it. And what's called Mahadrin, Minah Mahadrin, no, that's not the, the kashras on your butter, which, which doesn't have to be mahadrin, mina mahadrin. That's the, that's the concept of Nehru's Hanukkah. Uh, is machlokis beishamay beisul. Beishamay says that we go eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. We start with eight on the first night. So according to beishamay on Thursday night, we would light eight candles. And on the following Thursday night, we'd light one candle. Beisul, as we do, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Now, what's the reason? So the Gemara, Gemara asked the question, what's the reason for Beishamai and what's the reason for Beishilo? So, so the Gemara says, let me put my screen back up. Uh, the Gemara says the following. Ama Ula, Morai. Rabbi Yosef Ba'abim, Rabbi Yosef Ba'azvina, Chadama Tama de Beishamai, Keneged Yomim HaNechnasim, we're bringing in the days, there's seven more days, there's six more days, there's five more days, the Tama de Beishula, Keneged Yomim HaYotim. The Chad Tama de Beishamai, Keneged Parei Achad, the Tama de Beishula, the Malin Bekodesh, Ve'ein Morita. So also famous, famous explanation. Beishamai says, we're going to deal with the second explanation. Beishamai says that if you look at the Yantiv of Sukkot, and we know that on the Yantiv of Sukkot there was the Shivim Purim, there were 70, uh, 70 uh, bulls were offered on Sukkot. And, 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 and how did that go down? The 70, the 70 bulls were brought 14, 13, 12, 11. They went in descending order. The highest amount was brought on the first day and the lowest amount on the seventh day. And then, of course, we go to Shemini Atzeres, Parechad, Ayochad, that's a drusha for, for another time. Uh, anyway, and Basilo says, Malin B'Kodesh. We go, we go up to, we go up, we always go up in holiness. Uh, the Masha asked the question, uh, what about Beishamai? Beishamai doesn't hold from Malin B'Kodesh or Emo Ridin. It's a din, uh, the Gemara learns it out from Sukkim and that it's a Din Doraisa. So, so the Masha says, Malin B'Kodesh is not an absolute rule. It, it's a rule when, when, in general, but if there are other reasons why we would do things like the Pare HaChag, the Torah tells us that on Sukkot we're not going up, we're going down. So then, then, then Malin B'Kodesh does not apply. That's the, that's the answer of the, uh, of the Marsha. Now, here's the question. What is Beishamai talking about? Beishilal, we understand. Beishilal has a very, very clear understanding and explanation. Why, why, why is it that that we, that we we light one two three four because we we always go up a kedusha kedusha is an elevation we're going up a ladder we're going up the steps the question is what is beishamai talking about very nice so what that the the the, the shivim parim so what that the korbanos of sukkis are going in a downward position what's the difference why why is that affect what does that have to do with Hanukkah? 
There are historical reasons given for it that that year they didn't they didn't give the korbanos of sukkahs. So when when they when they came to the base of Migdash, that they dedicated uh, the, those eight days towards the korbanos of sukkahs. But that but I think the answer is uh, is a lot deeper. Now there is the Svasemes and his commentary says that there there is there is something unique about the yontav of sukkahs. And the Yantav of Hanukkah. So notice the expression that we notice the expression that we used. We, we used in the Gemara. The expression we used was was right here. We said, ma, we said, Mahadrin min hamahadrin. What does that mean? That means that means the nicest way possible that we want to do the mitzvah. Svasema says there's one other yontav that we talk about Hadar, that we talk about Muhudar, that Sukkis by the Esra. It says, The very description the Torah gives of um, Esra is Hadar, that we're supposed to sort after a, uh, an Esra that's Hadar, that, that, that the Hidra Mitzvah applies. At, um, I, I know many, it's brought down, uh, I know it's a Hasidish idea, that on Tu you're supposed to daven that you should be able to find uh, a special Esra for, for, for the upcoming Sukkot. So the Sfasemes says, both by Sukkot and by Hanukkah, there is a concept of Lahader, to enhance, to find something special. Now, that idea is a very important idea. What was the, so the Hidra Sukkis is the mitzvah, that, that when we have a mitzvah, especially a mitzvah that only comes once a year, uh, I know I know people complain a lot about the prices of Lulavim and Esrogim, but I feel differently. I feel it's a mitzvah that we that, that's once a year. The Torah asks, calls it a pre Sadar. Okay, it might mean it costs a couple of more dollars um, than, than, than your average mitzvah. But, and, and I think it's important. Now, what's the what's the mahudar of Hanukkah? It's not just the din in, in the in the in the Hanukkah candles. The mahudar of Hanukkah is the Torah. That that, that uh, Torah is called Orisa. What was what was what was being what was what was being challenged, what was being challenged here in our story was our Torah and the light, which we have to be Mahadrin Mina Mahadrin, because we have to be Mahadrin Mina Mahadrin to uh, to observe the Torah. Uh, there's never a easy route to observing the Torah. Every step of the way, we always have to think, are we observing? Are we being Makayim the mitzvah? Are we doing things? Are we davening with the right kavana? Are we are we are we doing the mitzvah probably? Do we have the right kavanas when we have are we paskin la mitzvah kavana, even though bidiyavid you'd be yotze. Supposed to have the right kavana when you do a mitzvah. And that's the Mahudar of Hanukkah. It's not just in that we should seek out olive oil, which is mitzvah in a or the nicest candles. It's, it's the idea of the symbolism of the Torah that's, that's representation of, of the light of Hanukkah. And that's the mahudar of Sukkis, which represents Torah Shabal Peh, the Simchas Beisah Shoeva, where the Gedolim, uh, where the Gedolim and the leaders of the generation would dance to represent the Torah Shabal Peh, because Simchas Beisah Shoeva was only in Torah Shabal Peh. It's not directly written in the Chumash, and that's also in Hanukkah in the Torah. Um, there is another concept here that relates to Sukkot. The uh, so one was what the Svasem has commented. Um, an- another thing is that the vic- that the victory of Hanukkah was through the Kohanim. Now the Gemara tells us why do we sit in a Sukkah? 
So it's a machlokis, Rabbi Loza, Rabbi Akiva. Sukkah's mamish or zecher la'ananeha kabbal. Is the sukkah for the sake of, of sukkahs or is it to remind us of the ananeha kabbal? Now, what, what, what does it mean? So, so what, 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 what is that idea? The ananeha kabbal were the cloud that protected us in the midbar. So in other words, that on sukkahs, when we sit in the sukkah, this is a very fascinating piece. Uh, the Bach asked the question on the tour. There's very few places in the tour where he discusses like Midrashim. The tour is a book in Halacha. The Bach asked the question at the beginning of Hilcha Sukkah, the, the tour goes into this whole, this whole discussion of why we sit in the sukkah, say, and he quotes the Gemara in Sukkah and Dafir Aleph. And so the Bach points out is that intrinsic in the mitzvah of sukkah, is to remember the, the clouds of protection. And, and when you sit in the sukkah, you're supposed to think about that idea. The now, now, where does the Ananeha Kovod come from? The Ananeha Kovod comes from Aaron Akoin. The Chazal tell us the Medrash brings down the three things we had in the midbar. The man was in the Zuchus of Moshe, the Miriam was the was the well, the Be'er, and the Ananeha Kovod, the Ananeha Kovod was was symbolic of Aaron Akoin. Now, what, what, what does that mean? Who was Aaron Akoin? And, how, and what, how does that relate to Hanukkah? So the Ramban, already on the beginning of Parshas Baloscha, points out that when a Kodesh Baruch Hu, when Aaron asked the question to a Kodesh Baruch Hu, um, you know, you know, he felt bad that he was left out of the of the Nisiyam, bringing the Korbanos to dedicate the Mishkan. So Kodesh Baruch Hu said the famous statement, Gedola Shalcha Mishalachem, that the Lighting of the menorah is much greater than their one-time korban. You're going to do that for all time. The Ramban points out, and there's a, I have a separate drasha on this. The Ramban points out that it was referring to the mitzvah of Hanukkah, meaning what? That the mitzvah of Hanukkah was going to take place through your children. That in the future, your children, as as the pasuk says, "Vayas Kane Aaron," that Aaron fulfilled the mitzvah of Hadlokos Neros every day with the same enthusiasm. And he's and and the Kaddish Baruch who told them that in the future your children are going to have that zealotry, that enthusiasm, that kavana for for mitzvos, and that when they see that 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 the mitzvos among our people are being threatened and be, and being and maybe are going to be destroyed, your children, your descendants, the Chasmonaim, Matisio Ubonov, are going are going to stand up and they're going to to they're going to push. For, for survival of the Jewish people, and they're going to fight a war to preserve to preserve the Torah. This idea is goes into the eight. This idea is why we celebrate eight days. That's the parallel to Sukkot. Yes, lehalacha. We don't paskin like Beishamai because because in, in a world of halacha we can't have Jewish people practicing different religions. Everyone has to observe the same halacha. And yes, halacha kebeisilon. Yes, we're all going to light one candle on the first night and two candles on the second night and three candles on the third night. Yes, we're all going to do that. But the spirit of what Beishamai is saying that there is a direct connection between the days of Sukkot and the days of Hanukkah. Is this idea of the Ananeha Kovod, the Ananeha Kovod, which represented Hashem's protection, which represented Aaron Akoin, which the Ramban says that Aaron Akoin was promised that his children and his descendants 
uh, will be the ones that will protect the Torah, that will stand up in the future. And the story of Hanukkah was fostered uh, through them. How many times in Shas does the Gemara say, Kohanim, Kohanim uh, Zerizamim? Just in yesterday's daf, the Gemara is discussing um, the, the, the bread of, of, of the Thanksgiving offering of the Korban Toda. And the Gemara questioned it. How could the Korban become puzzle? The Kohanim are always they're always very, very careful. That is a that is an impression that's left out uh, halachic writing. Kohanim Zerizamim. And that was the promise to Aaron Cohen. But that comes through the Yantav of Sukkis. Yantav of Sukkis, which is in the Zuchus of Aaron Cohen. Ah, you might want to argue, but the sukkah is only seven days. No, but sh- what, what's, what's Shemini Atzeres? Shemini Atzeres is the eighth day, which is Lamala Min HaTeva, which represents miraculous existence. Maral says that the reason why the bris is on, is on the eighth day is because the eighth day represents Lamala Min HaTeva. It's above the natural order of the world. Am Yisrael, which is above the natural order of the world. The story of Hanukkah defied the natural order of the world. And in order to properly celebrate Hanukkah, seven days just would not have done the story. Seven days would have been a natural thing. But once we hit the eighth day, so so we bring together an entire history uh, of of Aaron Cohen, Aaron's descendants, the story of Hanukkah, the symbolism of the Jewish people, the mitzvah of bris milah, as the Arach HaShulchan points out. The mitzvah of bris milah is a reminder to us that we're not just like any of the other nations. And they specifically picked on mitzvahs that, like Rosh Chodesh, like bris milah, like Shabbos, that defined our existence as different from the rest of the world. And when the Aruch HaShulchan says we remember bris milah, he's connecting it to this idea of, of, of the Antib of Sukkot that Beishamah talks about, which is eight days, not seven days. Even Yashmini Aseris is considered its own Yantav because it's the seven days to rem- of our own, and then, and then it's, then it's, it's par echad, ayel echad of the Jewish people. And Beishamah says that in order to properly observe Hanukkah, we go down. We symbolically look at what Sukkot represents and we inculcate it into the Yontiv of Sukkot. Lemaisa, we follow Beisilel in practice, but, but Chazal tell us that in the future we're going to follow Beishamah as well. But as we always do when we have a Machlokas, not one side is wrong, not one side is right. We simply need to follow one side because we have to have uh, we have to have a standard across the board. But that spirit that Beishamai represents is still with us. And Keneged Porei Hachav, Keneged the Zuchus of Aaron, Keneged the Kohanim, that's why we celebrate the, the Yantiv of, uh, of eight, eight days. Uh, there's just one more, there's one more thing that I just wanted to mention. Um, the Maral says that the, the challenge that the Greeks had was this very point that we were discussing. The Maral says that what were they against? They were against the Torah because the Torah took us to this eighth level. The Torah took us to the, the, the level beyond the laws of nature. They wanted, a, they wanted to create a culture uh, where culture said that, that we worship people, that people are worshipped. And the Torah says we don't worship people; we worship a Kodesh Baruch Hu. and that's what they were, and that's what they were fighting against. And writes the Maral, and I quote the words of the Maral: The Maral says the eighth day 
represents the godless, the, the greatness of the Torah. He says that that uh, in Tehillim Kuf Yutes David Amelach has it that the eighth the eighth is is Torah. The old say the Lam Naseh Hashemayim Misaprim. The Tehillim that we said this morning, Lam Naseh Mizmor LeDavid Hashemayim Misaprim. Lam Naseh Mizmor LeDavid. He says, what's the eighth pasuk? Torah Hashem Tamima. Ki Elu Zayim Psukim Ehem Olam Azeh VaTorah He Ala Olam Ala Olam Azeh Shenib Rabbi Zayim and Olam Abba. The, the morale says that the eighth represents the next level of, of, of where the Jewish people have to be. Um, in, in, in summation, the only way really we could celebrate the Yotif of Hanukkah is eight days. Seven days would kind of leave us hanging. But when we hit the eighth level, when we hit that level of Kedusha, Zecher Lebris Mila, Zecher Lanane Akavo, Zecher Lusukis, then we're ready properly to appreciate. The, the fight of Hanukkah, the fight of assimilation, where, where people say Torah is not relevant, Torah is not important, Torah, Torah is not mundane. It's not mundane, it's above the mundane. And that's the number eight, always represents. And that's why in order for, the, for, the, for Chazal to impose upon us the appreciation of the Yontiv of Hanukkah, it had to be eight days, because seven days just would not have gotten that message, uh, message across. Um, I, I have to say, that um, I, I really did not have much opportunity to, to meet my mother-in-law, Estetiko Basisha. I know there are people on this uh, feed right now who ha had much of a relationship with her. Uh, I, I could just tell you that no, no, knowing, knowing uh, one of her ch child intimately, uh, the one that lives with me, uh, tells me a, a lot about about her greatness and, and, and the effort she put into raising all of our children, as of course not all of our children. Uh, and and uh, it, it does sad me greatly when I look at her grandchildren, uh, the ones that live with me and the ones that don't live with me, that she, did, that she didn't have the opportunity to see their growth and, and appreciate uh, what she had. But, but in, in the chus of her memory, um, we wish that, that the grandchildren will be God will the Torah tovim, that they continue to grow and they continue to bring nachas not just to their parents per, first and most primary but 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 uh, but as a symbol of the of a great line of descent that goes back a, a generation to people that 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 put a great effort into this message of Torah, that, that Torah Sashem Tamima was, was a symbol of the Stimler home that they, they not only kept to themselves, but they but they impacted a, a generation. And Mr. Shem on the Yerzah is actually Monday night, uh, and the Neshama should have an Aliyah, and we wish that she should be a Mavis Yosher. Um, I'm going to ask my mother-in-law to ask a Kaddish Baruch to send a Shidduch for, uh, to those that deserve it. Um, as as we as we have entered that parsha, and, and somehow and somehow, hopefully, she could uh, uh, help help us in in, the, in those areas. Uh, anyway, Neshama should have an aliyah. I want to thank you all of you for coming on tonight uh, and making this a meaningful event. Amen. Amen.